Excellent. We might hear them again sometime soon. That was great. Let's just take a couple of minutes and uh, just go to God in prayer. A couple of requests. Alton Scott, we're praying for him this morning. Um, he was taken into hospital yesterday um, evening and uh, suffering looks like a bowel obstruction. So we can be praying for him. Hopefully surgery immediate. And um, so they're working those details out. So if we could remember... Uh, both Alton and Karen during this time especially. And then uh, for Steve and Julie, for those of you that may not know, Steve's down back in Fredericton again doing some physio and uh, has that for basically about a month. And uh, so they're going back and forth pretty well staying there, coming back on weekends when they can. So let's be mindful of them uh, during this time. And they just basically get back in time enough to do daily vacation Bible school. So uh, anyway, let's be praying uh, for them and that he will get a little more relief and uh, some of those things so we can remember him. And good to have Carol back all the way from Ontario. And uh, we tried to take care of Brent, but it was difficult. We fed him a couple of times and uh, those kind of things. And uh, yesterday was a wonderful morning, already alluded to, for our men's uh, breakfast of champion. We'll be running another one of those in September and give you some heads up on that one. Um, but again, just a great opportunity. And uh, for you men that weren't able to be there, um, we're hoping to get this online here soon and you'll be able to actually watch it and, um, or at least listen to it. And uh, I guess you ladies could too, but that's all right. Uh, it was a great, great morning. And uh, that was just great to be a part of that. Lots in the bulletin this week. So we're going to pray. Ask God just to meet with us this morning. Keith, how did things go on Saturday? Good. Praying for you guys for the internment. So that's good. And uh, Colin, you're heading off. And um, Jeremy Simpson's already down at, I think he left. We came home and all his stuff was gone. So it's a good sign. And uh, <laughs> they do return, though. That's the problem. I don't know what that's all about. But anyway... He's down to Living Waters, so they're getting jacked up. So let's remember our camp people especially. Uh, we got both Sandy Cove, uh, Living Waters, and, uh, you know, the, this time of year especially, they're just really, really busy. So be mindful of that. MBBI, you've got um, vision with a purpose or vacation with a direction or something or other <laughs> that's happening out there. And uh, so that's coming up really quick, and uh, be mindful of them also. Ready to pray? Does God answer prayer? Is God interested in everything? Is God interested in the big ones? We talked about that one last week. You've been praying. You've been asking God. What's the big one? It's the huge one in your life. Let's not forget. We have an awesome God, don't we? And he wants to answer prayer. He does. He wants to hear from us. And as we go to him, it's a sign of, of surrender. And I willingly do that this morning. I surrender all to him. King Jesus. He's the one, right? And uh, so as we go to prayer, it's an act of surrender. That's what prayer is. Let's surrender this morning. Dear God, we humbly bow before you. We acknowledge who you are. We are grateful as we've been reminded already of the pain, the price that was paid so that we could go free. These beautiful songs that we've sung, that one that was sung to us, all of them reflect Without the cross, we would be in serious water today. Without Jesus Christ, we wouldn't have anything. God, I pray that we would understand a little better 
the importance of you in our life. God, that we would allow you to be the master of every area of our life. And God, as we go about our daily walk, that people will take note that we've been with you and they too would be interested in knowing this great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, we pray for this community. We ask that you continue to work hearts and lives. Use us as that salt and light. Opportunities that we're going to have as we're able to get out a little bit more instead of being in our little cave all winter long. Now we can get out and enjoy And as we talk to neighbors that maybe we haven't seen and maybe enjoy a strawberry pie coming up. Oh, all the different things that we just look forward to during the summer. But we, may we be mindful. These are golden opportunities. And God, we pray for our loved ones and we know that there's a host of ones in this congregation who do not know you. And God, I pray that they would come to you quickly and that they would truly know the same thing that we know about you. And God, today, for those that need that special touch, we think of Elton today especially, God, encourage him. I pray that you'll be with the doctors, give them wisdom. I pray for Karen as she cares and encourages also. Uplift them both. May they sense your presence and may they feel the prayers of your people. God, we thank you for Steve and Julie, and we pray for them during this time also. Encourage them. Strengthen them wherever they might be today. And God, we just look forward this week as we consider the various things that are in front of us, and I think especially of Wednesday night as we have our graduation service here for our SCA. What a golden opportunity to meet and greet, to be with different ones and God, we just thank you for this opportunity that you've given this church to have this kind of an impact these 37 years. Wow. All the alumni from this little school in the past 37 years. God, what a huge impact that has and continues to have. God, we pray and thank you for our school and for this Wednesday night as we will be presenting the ultimate question. And God, we know in a fun way they're going to hear the truth. It's Jesus Christ. What are you going to do with them? And I pray that they would hear and that they would understand and receive. And maybe someone in this group on Wednesday night might trust you as their personal Savior. God, we thank you. We love you today. We look forward to... Just another opportunity to open your word together. I pray that you would encourage us today, help us to focus in Jesus' name. Amen. We're looking again at Matthew, and we're kind of slowly finishing up. You're saying, man, it took us long enough to get through chapter 6. It's getting us long enough just to get out of chapter 6. We're going to look at another couple of verses here um, before we jump into chapter 7. Very important, because I really think if there is big issues, it is this one here. And uh, it's not the who or the how that we're talking about with worship. It's all about, did I say what? I should have said what and how, not the who. But it's the who, right? When we talk about worshiping God, we can get hung up in all the different cultural nuances of what worship is and what it ought to be and, you know, to sing contemporary or hymns or a cappella with drums. And, you know, you just get all this kind of stuff and we miss the point. And the point is, Jesus Christ is worthy to be praised. Amen? And our adoration needs to come from the heart. 
And that's what Jesus began to unpack as he was working his way down through this section because in chapter 5 it looked very, very heavy on them and they forget the fact that, hey, we have a Savior today that we know is watching us. What a great, great thing that is. To know that today we have an audience of one that really counts. And he is watching us and he loves us. Isn't that cool? To know that he loves us and that he cares for us. So we know that as kingdom dwellers, we've talked through this and we're not to be performers and the hypocrites and all that kind of stuff. And we've been there, but sincere worshipers of God. I want us to look over here as we begin to unpack this a little bit of the hindrances for worship. And we talked about that preoccupation. And it seems to keep coming up. I guess, I'm sorry, your pastor's just not getting it because it just seems like I can't get past this. And we're preoccupied. It's easy for me to become preoccupied in something other than God. Am I on the right page here? Do you understand that? I mean, it's like, I, I, man, last Sunday I was jacked. I was, I was all ready and then... It doesn't take too much, does it? Just to kind of get us off our game. And so that's why I really believe that God instituted this for us. Right? Because without this, we could forget, right? Even coming together, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. It's another opportunity because it's kind of hard. Even with Lloyd over here, all by himself. I've got to pick on Lloyd. It was... That guy over there this week, I won't shake you like I did that guy. That was Sunday night. And look at him. He broke his hand, I guess. I really shook him up bad. But even when Lloyd's over here all by himself, sitting in a pew all by himself, it's really great to come in to a building where there's other people that get it. They're not being judgmental. They're not saying, oh, excuse me, you're in my seat. You wouldn't do that, would you? Do not do that. Bad. I've been there. As a guest speaker one time, I went to a church, no joke, and it was in New Brunswick. And I sat, I thought, I sat in a safe zone. And this one individual toddled on over and let me know, you're in my seat. Okay. If I hadn't been the guest speaker, I might have got up and left. But anyway, that's another issue. And see how quickly we just got defocused? It's just as easy as that. And so there were two things that we were talking about in this particular passage as it talks about life. Those things that really eat us up, and that's those treasures that we all have, right? And it just seems like the more we get, the more we want, the more we have, the more we got to keep, and blah, 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 blah. And then we thought, well, okay, I don't have anything. So then Jesus comes back and nails us with that one, right? So for you that don't have anything, it's the same thing. It's the essentials of life. And we started talking about just those very basic things and we spent quite a little bit of time on that. But what happens is, this brings us, if we are not careful, what happens with a preoccupation, and we're seeing this culturally happen with our kids, aren't we? Because of this mindset, this worldly 
ungodly, devastating, and if I could come up with any other negative words to describe this world, look what it's doing. Is that not true? We have a bunch of selfish, entitled people today. And there are times when I feel like that. Where did it come from? That's why Jesus' philosophy, if you want to call it that, but it was more than that, wasn't it? Jesus' teaching was upside right to the world. Because good night, who else but the Creator would know how we would best get along? Right? Okay, I'll go back up here and stop meddling. Let's look at this verse again. Can't get past it. I'm sorry. Verse 32. It says, For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Isn't that interesting? I mean, when it comes down to the essentials or the treasures or any of that kind of stuff, when it comes to stuff that gets us preoccupied, there's a, there, we're not saying that we're going to you know, sell it all out, go up on the mountain and wait for Jesus to come. They tried that one in one of the epistles and that didn't work either. We're supposed to live, but we talked about the fact that there's a purpose for all of this. And when we get through that whole circle and I want to go back and preach it all, then we enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with stuff when it's in the right order. But when it gets out of order, it is a huge problem. And that's why we come to verse 33. But there's a difference. These guys knew it when Jesus was talking. They got it. They had in their minds all the different illustrations that were happening in their life, just as it's happening to us, young or old. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It's a priority. And that's what we left last Sunday. How in the world do you make this a priority? Well, I don't know. Every time I look at it, it kind of reminds me that it requires some action. Have you noticed that? Well, I I just trust God. I love that one. Let Jesus take the wheel. That's a song, in case you didn't know. And we pawn it off onto Jesus. And if Jesus doesn't somehow stop us from going to the mall, then He's going to have to stop us from getting our credit card out. And if He can't do that, then He'll have to get it canceled, right? Al knows all about that. I take my credit card out and they deny access. Isn't that embarrassing? Well, see, God took care of that. That was great because then it went on Al's bill. (laughs) That was wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. That was great. Somehow or rather, we got an issue here. Because really when I got thinking about this one, and this is what we want to just tip on a little bit here. The tipping point is motivation. Isn't it? 
If last week I was teetering on the edge of preaching a name it, claim it, then this week I'm teetering with the legalists. The ones that have all the rules and regulations, you know, the scribes and the Pharisees. Because immediately, my dander goes up. It's like, whoa, I'm, ah, ah, especially when I use the word discipline. You see, my friend, when it comes down to motivation, we need to understand that legalism is very self-centered. Right? You know, it's like, I will do this to gain merit with God. That's my motivation. That's my discipline. That's my desire. I'm going to do this. I'm going to... BMI just came to mind. Anybody know what that stands for? Bible memorization something or other. When I was a little gaffer, they used to have these little red booklets. You could put them in your pocket and you could memorize Scripture. And as a 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old boy, I memorized it for one motivation. The prize that I could get at the end. I memorized booklets, not books, booklets. This was before Awana that tells you how old I am. I don't know, they were probably out there, but our church didn't know about it. And so they gave us these, and we would memorize scripture, and we'd crank that stuff out. And man, we just did it. Man, and it was wonderful when they would call us up there and give us the little pen. Pastor would write in the book, and it was. Just, and then we got to go over to the box and pick out any gift we wanted. You know, the pencil with a thing on the top, like woohoo. Memorized 49 verses for that puppy. <laughs> they motivated us. Folks, you ever been in church and sometimes it feels like sales? I'm sorry. I have a tendency sometimes to want to motivate you. <laughs> you ever notice that? You need to pray for me that it's the right motivation, Bob. I want to see you grow. I do. And I, you know, I, I'm willing to push you a little bit. But folks, at the end of the day, it can't be because of anything but discipline that's really going to make this happen. You want to go home now? I'm out of here too. I mean, like, really? I mean, hey, where's this high jumper over here? There he is. Stand up here. Come on. You got to stand up. He's not that tall. But he's got a 126 inch inseam there, I think. It's huge. You can sit down. But it's like, if we were to talk to him, he, you won gold, right? Silver. Silver? Silver. All right, well, that's cool. It's metal. <laughs> I, I just got paper. <laughs> Any idea how many hours of practice you've had? Um, two hours. 
two hours, four days a week, since February. I will do this because I love God and I want to please Him. You, sir, can do that for God also. Next time you're out there practicing, remember, audience of one. That'll help you run a little faster, jump a little higher, and you will earn reward. Not just here, but there for the glory of God, right? It's amazing, friend. So we're talking about motivation. We're talking about discipline. You say, well, where are we all going with all this? Glad you asked. Already 5 to 12. This is where we get into the, the um, <clears throat> sales pitch, right? Guess what? Summer is coming. I heard on the radio today the strawberries in Prince Edward Island will be late. (laughs) Okay, by a week. But they did say that they said that it was an average to above average crop. (laughs) I'm excited already. I love summer. Don't you love summer? Anybody here love winter more than summer? You can leave now. Uh, no. <clears throat> the question that I want to leave us as we go out the door is what's your plan? Remember the word preoccupation? Anything that comes between us and God? You know what? Good weather can become a preoccupation. Maybe... <clears throat> You're just feeling a little bit like this guy. Like you've already looked at your calendar and you're like, there's no way. I, don't, I mean, I am so flat out busy, I don't even know if I'm coming or going. Or maybe that's what you look like after the winter. I don't know. But when you think of the next 90 days, maybe you've got the entitlement where it's like, I'm out of here. I'm done. I gave it the office. I deserve a break today. I like him better. It's time to plan. Because you know why? Just as as sure as we're sitting here, I'm going to get back up here and I'm going to welcome you back. School, Esther, will start again. Unbelievable, right? Right now we can't wait and it's going to be like... Right out through. What's the summer look for you? I want to give you a 90-day challenge. Starting this week to Labor Day weekend. What's your plan? Here's the things I want you to consider. Things that we've been talking about as a board. Things that we want to encourage you with and help you with. Things that we want you to help us with so that we don't get preoccupied in the middle of everything else that's going on. The first one is we're going to give you a 90-day challenge to read through your Bible. In 90 days? Hardly, Danny. Not quite. But we're going to do the New Testament. 
90 days, between two and three chapters, three to four chapters a day, 10, 15 minutes max, you can read the entire New Testament. Did you know that? You can do it. And we're going to do it differently. Instead of starting with Matthew, we're going to start and do it in chronological order so you will see the way the books were actually given to us, the time frame. Just something different, nothing magical about it, but sometimes in the area I find when I go into a reading program that's always like I've always done it, I get lost and I only get to chapter 11 of Matthew and I'm done. So reading. Secondly, we're going to call these morning services a summer celebration. And it's going to start up the 28th of the month. Folks, we're going to talk about the greatness of God for the summer. I think that's going to be fun, right? Is God good? Is God great? And we're hoping that we can get all kinds of different things involved in our services so that it is one jacked up place to be. Can't miss it. Want to be here. In the evening, we're going to do summer nights. Summer nights are going to be a little different. We're going to have testimonies and the favorites and all those kind of things. Going to talk a little bit more about special speakers. We've got a bunch of men in this house um, I'd love to hear on a Sunday night. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. And uh, then also, the first Sunday of each month, July and August, in the evening, we're going to have a fellowship time following our evening service. I don't know. Might be a glass of lemonade. Could be a piece of watermelon. But it will be an excuse just to get together and hang around just a little bit longer and talk a little bit more with one another. So those will be some of the things that we do on our Sundays going to encourage you to be involved with us for prayer. Are you noticing? I'm not backing off for the summer. Anybody here? Okay? We're not backing off, folks. We're pushing ahead. This is the best time of year. Uh, We don't have to worry about, well, I guess we could have weather-related problems if there's a hurricane again, but there's no snowstorms, right? So let's go after it. And then on Wednesday night, because everything else is closed down, we're talking about let's get together. Let's be together. I want you to be thinking through. You're not going to be able to get to every one of these services, folks. But which ones are you planning to come to? Have you ever noticed that if you wake up in the morning before an event that you were thinking of going and you weren't planning to go, how much easier it is to say, eh, maybe next week? Don't do it. Don't be preoccupied. Let's get out and let's pray. We're talking about families. We could bring the whole family out. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? The other week, we had a great prayer fellowship time together, and it was so neat to have all the age groups together. And we're going to be praying specifically for family, for friends in our community, and missionaries around the world, and it is a very important time. Folks, because it's summer, we shouldn't cut back on our prayer, should we? You don't have a book to read? I hope you go down to the library and pick out one or two. Uh, we got a ton of books down there. But if you don't have that, we've got that, that Right Now Media. If you haven't used it already, check into it. You ought to get at least one of those a week and just kind of look at it. They're like 10 or 15 minutes long, something like that. And if you go onto the site, you'll find People's Church. And you go to the People's Church page and you'll see different ones that we'll be highlighting throughout the summer. And uh, that should be good. Last one here is just this whole thing of opportunity fair. I mean, be creative. Sandy and I want to go to St. Martin's. Anybody want to go with us? Okay, that's fine. We're going anyway. 
But you know what? If we don't book it, it's not going to happen. Do you ever notice that? Summer goes by real quick. Other things start to crowd in. You're going to have all kinds of fun, all kinds of activities, and all kinds of things already in your calendar. You need to be planning out. But we want you to plan out seeking God first. Why not invite a friend, neighbor, over for a barbecue, attend a leadership training session? You'll hear more about those. Sign up, lead a service, lead music, play an instrument, read scripture, share testimony. Wouldn't it be cool to have, out of the whole summer, everybody that's here take part in a Sunday service somehow? Mm-hmm. That's one of those where, not in my backyard, as long as it's them, I'm not going to do that. What? You've got to be kidding me. You know why? Folks, I'm convinced we need to change this church into a family. I'm letting that sink. Are you saying that we're not a family? I didn't finish my statement. A family that serves God together. Not just the certain few. Okay? Everybody take a deep breath. Okay. Folks, we need to be involved. We need to be engaged this summer. I'm asking you to consider this summer take the challenge. I'm going to ask our ushers. They've got a brochure for you. Should be one for every one of you. Because I know what happens. You're saying, what happened to the sermon notes? <laughs> I didn't want you to read all of it first. You'll find everything that I just mentioned in here, but inside it, you will find a bookmark that has with it the entire reading schedule for the summer. That is the huge one. Because what we're going to end up doing on Wednesday nights when we get together, this will be from these texts that we will come prepared Wednesday night to look at. So everyone gets one of these, not just one per family. There's enough for everybody to get one, young or old, because I want you to have a bookmark. We've got plenty of these. We'll make up more if there's not enough. And uh, so that would be really good. So if you look at it, you'll see it. And inside is what I want you to open up. If you open up, you'll find... The People's Church Challenge. And what it is, is an actual planning calendar. Huh? Caught ya. Because it's so easy, isn't it? Just to kind of say, yeah, good intentions. And I know you probably already have a calendar somewhere else. But what your homework assignment is, is to get as a family, if, you're a, if you have family members, or at least with your cat, and to discuss your summer together and make it appropriate. Folks, I want you to go away this summer. But you never heard that one from a church before. I want you to go away. But I don't want you to leave God behind. So if you're out there and about and you're going somewhere and you already have your vacation plan, you better figure out where you're going to church. Right? It's only an hour. Why wouldn't you want to go to church? 
figure it out. I get it. Maybe there's one week out of the summer you can't do it, but it shouldn't become a regular routine. So you have that there for you to look at, and I trust that you will consider it. But as we leave, two questions. First one is, what would happen? Stop and think for just a minute before we leave. What would happen if I really did make God my number one priority? Maybe it's your neighbor that needs to get saved this summer. I don't know what the, I don't know what it's all. What God's going to do in your life. But I really believe that there's a before and an after picture. We read that verse at the communion table where all of this gives to us sanctification. Sanctification is growth in our lives. We shouldn't come back in September and try to find all of our disciplines. We should come back in September able to rejoice at what God has shown us this summer. So we're starting early. It's June the 7th. Is it today? And guess what? The difference is going to be how you look at that chart. Don't look at it as a way of gaining brownie points with God or a legalistic thing checking off a list for somebody else. Look at it as the Spirit of God nudging you to consider. What can I do this summer for you? How can I live my life this summer that will have impact for all eternity? What a glorious thought that is. Amen? So, I hope that you will take that challenge and put it into practice. We got 90 days straight ahead. Let's see what God wants to do. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you for the opportunity just to look at Scripture. We've been looking at this passage and now to be able to take and put it into some practical, tangible areas. We know that the Gentiles seek after the world and all those things, but we are to seek first the kingdom of God. That's that relationship. And His righteousness is that right living. You want us to be different, and you can use the summer, no matter where we are, what we are, help us to plan our lives around you instead of allowing the summer to preoccupy us from you. God, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you leave, it is my delight also to extend the right hand of fellowship. And I'm going to ask Brent and Carol Wagstaff if they would join me here at the front. And um, they've been, um, actually, they were approved members way back in January. And um, it's just been a long time coming. So come on up here. We have to do this, we have to do this official right hand thing, you know. Wouldn't be right. <laughs> it would be left if we did it wrong. Anyway, <clears throat> so this morning, it is truly uh, a privilege. And maybe you're sitting here and you're not really sure what this is all about. It's membership. It means that they have decided that they want to put on the team jersey. They have decided 
they want to put on the ring and they're saying, yeah, this, this is it. This is who I'm committed to. There's other churches that they could be, but they've chosen the people's church. And because of that, they are family. They are connected family. It doesn't give them privilege like Costco, although we could give you a parking spot. You'd like that? Your mother would not allow you to have a parking spot. Anyway, I know her mother real well. It's not like Costco. It's not a Costco membership. It's identification that's saying, hey, I want to be part and parcel of a family that's in a local area, and I want to serve God with them. Isn't that cool? And so it is a delight to be able to extend the right hand of fellowship to the both of you. We are praying for you. We want you to know that you are loved and appreciated at People's Church. And we know that however God works, he has great things in store for you and because they are part of us that much more for us too right let's stand together dear god we thank you so much for the privilege of having this couple come back into our midst and this is their second round with us and we're delighted to have them here and god we pray that you'll continue to bless and use them for your glory for your honor we commit them to you And I pray as a church family that we will take this seriously and that we would be of an encouragement, hold them accountable, be there as a friend. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to shake their hands, and I would like to encourage every one of you, if you would like, just work your way right around here and do the very same thing and welcome them into the people's church.